0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the layman's guide to the multiverse where you dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. I am your host, Matt, and you have entered a dark, dank room. It is dark in here. You can't see
1: anything. What is your next action?
2: I have dark vision. Well, wow, I have
3: dumb human eyes. I can't see a thing.
1: Me too. Also, I'm a turtle with human eyes. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so you're not playing a very human then? Well, it's a, a turtle is a variant of a human, I think. Paulo, you see inscribed on the wall nearest
0: you a plaque saying, please state who you are.
2: I mean, I'm obviously Paulo. <laughs> i'm not not, not giving myself a fake name my name is paulo i am paulo Uh,
0: this fake scenario doesn't work as well when i have to call out your name yes everybody introduce yourself fuck it uh
1: my name is tertelis i come from a long line of turtles with human eyes uh i have come to collect the other human parts that was uh taken from me by a wizard (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I hate you for giving yeah. me into such an amazing character <laughs> uh
3: i'm uh rigor Moore, big rig uh bear claw uh from a tribe of nomads of other barbarians and druids out in the arctic wastelands
0: all right, first off, I'm just going to comment. I'm really <laughs> impressed that you guys aren't drawing on any previous characters. I've been in campaigns with you guys for, for this. Uh, s- secondly, uh, for all you um, not as big a nerds in the crowd, yes, today we are doing an episode on Dungeons and Dragons. And Dragons.
2: See, Ooh. I feel so. I want to say that it's an episode on Dungeons and Dragons, but if you're listening to us, there's a good chance that you've already played Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, I, I bold. I, I Yeah, estimation. I,
0: have, I have to disagree because um yeah, coming from a small town like I did, I didn't know many kids. I didn't know anybody that played Dungeons and Dragons. And I remember being on uh, message boards for uh, certain um, land parties and stuff like that. And people are talking about starting D&D campaigns and people thought it was like a board game.
2: So when did you start playing,
0: Matt? I didn't start playing D and D till I was in college with you, uh, with you nerds, in about 2000. Well, I started the college in 2005.
1: I, I didn't play with D D for the first time till about 2006.
2: All right, what about you, hacker?
1: I think I was around the same. I, I didn't start until college myself. Ah, okay. uh, so yeah.
3: What about you, Ed? Yeah, fun. I actually was supposed to play in a game in high school and then never did. Uh so the first game I technically ever played was with you DMing, Bala
2: Oh Jesus Christ. So then in yeah, other words I'm, wow. I'm, the, I'm the old man here cuz yeah. I've been playing since one, since fuck. I'm older than you. Look, look at this fucking <laughs> D&D boomer. Oh what a-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And <laughs> what I'm your dice one- man, Bone Paulo? Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh <I don't- laughs> fun, fun fact if they were they would probably be worth quite a bit of money because there is money in dice to be made. Oh. Um, so
0: so Paulo, I we all revealed what years we started. So what year did you start? 1994
2: you're actually <laughs> off by two years it was 1998 it was my no 97 because it was my sophomore year of high school so okay. so it's three years and not three two. it was three, oh, years. three, years. three years now yeah, he no, crit no, failed no, his no, math no, check <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna
0: talk to the crowd uh like they're they're total newbies to D;D i think that would be a good approach for tonight now the thing you need to understand with D and D is um, somebody Google it for me. What year did Dungeons and Dragons, the very first edition, come out? 1856.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Is 1856 because
0: everyone knows Abraham Lincoln was uh, the first paladin.
3: He was dealt with the first dungeon master, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, editions yeah, of created Cringes by and- uh, Abraham Lincoln after <laughs> he won the Civil War. <laughs> himself. Uh, I mean, yeah, all by himself. Uh, with, with, with all of his pro-wrestling prowess. Um, I mean, really, he was looking for something to fill his hat with, and he was like, Oh, all these die. Good. <laughs>
0: it's
2: a good place to put them.
0: Paula, what is your research show?
2: The original version of Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons was that created right. I in 1974 by Gary Gygax. All right. And
0: everyone knows Gary Gygax. He had a few uh, cameos in Futurama. Um, <laughs> I'm sure
2: I'm sure everybody's I'm sure. aware of those caveats. Yeah, really that is about as bold a statement as assuming that everyone that we that's listening to us has played Dungeons and Dragons. You, you, you gotta remember, man, futurama
0: has been off the air for nearly 10 years now. Oh, God. That's true. Like, it's in
2: syndication, reminding me yeah. how old I am. Yeah, you're not well as old as Gary Gygax, creator uh, of and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gary Gygax is passed on to the Realm, my friend. Yeah, and he's still getting older.
3: <laughs> Wait, he he he's in he's in the nether realm? He's hanging out with Scorpion and Quan Chi? Pretty sure. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, get on I no, no, it. No way way No, because no. <laughs> well, the reason I pointed out paulo's uh coming in in 1997 if I'm not mistaken, third edition came out in '99, right? Yes. So, so you it, started in second edition, or at right. least so probably.
2: St- so if I can if I can go into it, the breakdown of Dungeons and Dragons is stupid.
1: Oh. The original
2: Dungeons and Dragons is like Old, like can, I just say it was like originally just like a couple of soft cover books that people released. All right, there were so many different rules depending on what style you were playing. They combined everything into what's called advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and then kept another separate uh edition that was Dungeons and Dragons. So we had at that point now <laughs> during the early 80s, there were two different editions of Dungeons and Dragons one that's advanced dungeons and dragons and one that's dungeons and dragons and then in 89 we get a second edition of advanced dungeons and dragons so i'm um,
3: i'm sorry ah. i just heard you say dungeons and dragons a lot and then you were like and this one had dragons so is one just like you get one book and one was just dungeons and the other book was dragons and then they yeah. had a, a third book that was dungeons and dragons and it was it, just like an amalgamation of the two if i'm not
0: mistaken If I'm not mistaken, from my experience with other Dungeons and Dragons uh, players, uh, the Dungeons books, it went from A to Z. And then eventually uh, they made an anime based off the Z edition Mm. where they had to
2: collect a bunch of dragon balls. So it absolutely felt if you were an early dungeon master, that's what it felt like having to carry your books to different different, to different places. If you didn't play at your house and played at somebody else's house, as you guys remember, whenever I would park the car outside of the apartments to play Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, I would have to come in. Oh, and then third edition, because that's what we switched to afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would park the car and go bring in a duffel bag. Yeah. Full of books. Yeah. So and a
3: tiny little chest full of dice. So that's right. dice. That's right. Pronounce so, it that way. Let's go. You did great. So, Thanks. Paulo,
2: so what was what edition did you start with? I started playing advanced Dungeons and Dragons second because he's a boomer. So I am am absolutely a boomer in that regard. Um, That was my edition that I started playing with with my former DM, who he is. (sighs) He shall not be named because the terrible experience that me and my players had with him I was about
3: to say you had a really bad. He was bad. And you're like, fuck this. I'm going to do better. And then you did. (laughs) That's kind of great. And everybody loved
2: it. That is essentially what happened. Essentially, my group Uh, who are my best friends to this day, still friends with all of them. Um, Very close friends. And we still have those characters. Like Those characters from that first campaign are still alive somewhere in the Dungeons & Dragons multiverse that has since spawned from that original story I ran. That was originally his story that he never finished, so I finished it for him. Oh, shit. So I think actually...
0: That sounds very similar to a game that we're all playing together. So I think a good place to start would be to explain what Dungeons and Dragons is and what it's not. Because um, when I was first getting started with it, like a lot of people thought a lot of people thought it was a board
3: game. All right, so it's definitely a game that you that you play with dice And you have paper in front of you. It's definitely
1: not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich, but it definitely is satanic. You can summon a demon, and we have. So it was real. It was real. And uh, uh, Tom Hanks died in that movie. uh, That was real, too. That That was real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the cloners replaced Tom Hanks, and this is true. God, I cannot believe that that's real. There's no crying (laughs) in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah it's, that was uh, that was a ninth level demon uh, that was acting in that movie. So. Oh, it
3: definitely was. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dungeons I, and Dragons definitely a game you can play with friends. Definitely not a game of dodgeball. Um, not,
1: well, if you throw the dice, it can become the game of dodgeball. I dodge have dice. Dodged dice. some numerous dice thrown at me. So yeah. uh, Dungeons and Dragons definitely not a drum kit. Like it's not a drum kit. All it's right, n- it's not a four hundred one k. So do not put all your money into it.
0: <laughs> so so if I if I if I had to explain it. I would basically say the basic premise is is that you have your players, which let's say, for example, say I'm the dungeon master. You guys would be the quote unquote players inside of it. You guys would have a campaign. And what I would do is I would write out a story and then I would present basic challenges in front of you. And then you, based on your character's abilities and so on and so forth, you would be able to overcome said challenges based on your character's strengths and weaknesses. And there's also a fair amount of role playing where you have to act within the parameters of the character that you have uh, created.
2: So i love where you're going with that yes i feel I love glad, sorry. Like, like that that feels like exactly what a dungeons and dragons game should be on paper mm-hmm. on paper on paper, on paper. Um, but we love we it. as players know that that is never what happens because the no. game goes off the rails and it becomes this ridiculous thing half the time um, it's about epic moments. It's about just laughing with your friends. It's about having a good time. But really, what if you want to boil it down into a simple way of looking at it? It's collaborative storytelling. Yeah, that's, that's a very good mm. way of saying it. But yeah. at the same token, though, at the same token, though, it
0: also varies greatly on who your DM is because it, there, there's a lot of. Like, for example, Apollo campaign, I feel like most uh, sequences when we're fighting against bad guys, almost with the exception of your campaign on Curse of Strahd, no offense, I'm loving it. Um, uh, I feel like usually most times we're in battle, it feels like we're describing an action movie. Um, Then again, I've been parts of other campaigns where the DM is a total fucking rules lawyer. Uh, and he will argue over every last character stat that you've rolled and every single dice roll is scrutinized. And, um, you know, then it just kind of, for me personally, it sucks the fun out of it. And it kind of adds to the stereotype that it's for nerds, but I (laughs) have been part of campaigns where there's people like that and they do it good. And honestly,
1: it is fun. Um, It it really does depend on the room. There's no super wrong way to play D&D as long as everyone in the room is enjoying themselves. Like, like,
0: yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing worse than being on that campaign with the wannabe vampire to drag everybody
1: down. (laughs) Listen,
2: I've been on the campaign with that wannabe vampire, and sometimes it's just fun to have fun at the expense of the wannabe vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, that
3: campaign, the wannabe vampire was very good friends with the DM. (laughs) I mean, I just have to ask, how many times have you guys had to watch out for a dragon? Um, <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. He goes, oh my God, take
3: it back. Um, <laughs> That's you're... a reference only the people on this podcast get. Uh, no, I mean, really, uh, Matt, I, I, I like where you're going with all that. Yeah. Um, I do think though that the the best way to describe D&D at least from like a, a player aspect and and just like I guess a single player aspect if you've ever played a like a, an Elder Scrolls game like a, like a Morrowind or, or a Daggerfall or a, uh, a Skyrim it's like that but you can do whatever the fuck you want cuz you know like 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 Skyrim is still you're still you can do a lot of things but you're still confined to the way that the game works you know what i mean oh yeah oh like, yeah like you're 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 confined to the game engine uh there's always an option c d e f g in D&D
1: hmm. <laughs> well, so many letters,
2: right? Well, I mean, if you break it down like that, you're 100% right. And obviously these games like Skyrim, these games like, you know, therefore, like these Elder Scroll games and, mm-hmm. and numerous, numerous other games are direct influences from the idea of what Dungeons and Dragons gives you.
3: Yeah, I mean, our our role playing games in general are like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for a game like D and D, we wouldn't have you know turn based RPGs.
0: I mean, we wouldn't have RPGs in period. I mean, like even the people that made uh Dragon uh, Dragon Warrior in Japan, you know, the the, mm. the, the modern JRPG yeah. is based off of Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, yep. role playing game originates from Dungeons and Dragons being called a role playing game. Yeah. yeah you know everything video games with that has to do with it i mean it pulls heavily off of you know lord of the rings and the hobbit um, oh absolutely <laughs> oh yeah definitely i mean i mean, I'm, I'm,
2: it, I mean it, 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 at this point at this point and that's one of the things that i love the most about dungeons and dragons is the fact that you can essentially drag pull inspiration from everything yeah. into your dungeons and dragons world and you can literally have a dungeons and dragons
0: campaign where the big, bad, evil, bad guy is Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> you can do
1: that. <laughs> you can.
2: You could do that. If you so chose, you could
3: absolutely yeah. have that.
1: That is yeah. a thing if you, were, you, if, do. you were,
3: if you were Matt and you were running a D&D game for your friends, you could totally do that.
1: It's wonderful. Guy we're, not
2: Fieri, say, we're not
3: saying that You know, that's not at. something that's
2: actually going on yeah. right yeah. now, a game no, that we may all. or may not, not be not, actually no. playing. Yeah, I'm no. not saying
3: that That Matt's running a D&D game for us, uh, and and that's what's happening. <laughs> but he but could do that that's you could way.
0: and and i and i turned one of my characters into a cyborg and you're writing on what's essentially the starship enterprise yeah you you, you <laughs> yeah, could totally do yeah, that we definitely could. not that yeah. we ever have because that would be you totally weird could. but we totally could we totally <laughs> could. Could. We totally could we totally could
3: no, I mean like uh, 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 Apollo. We 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 talked about, uh, or Matt brought it up. That we're, we're you're running a Curse of Strahd uh, module I, I, for I us. I am
2: running a Curse of Strahd module. Right yeah, now, I'm
3: literally playing a character whose Warlock Pact uh, has been reflavored as a Venom symbiote because I'm a fucking nerd. Woo! Yeah, like I all, mean all, all of his Warlock spells are all fucking
2: weird symbiote spells. It's fun. Do what you want. Reflavored things. It's the beauty of this. I mean, yeah. and that's definitely one of the biggest things that I love about Dungeons and Dragons is, is also. You know, as we mentioned that, you know, previously it, it's this game that was ostracized. Like if you were a kid and you played Dungeons and Dragons, you were you. A, you yeah, yeah, you were nerd, definitely an yeah, People looked at you like, oh, God, like you're one of those kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, your neck's really long and you hide your head in the sand. I Look mean, at those legs, the 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 change in environment of of what that means is is so vastly different now than it was back then. You that, know, now we have major, major shows like Critical Role. We have uh, Dungeons and Dragons is constantly like it's it's cr- it, it literally cross promotes with other company things within its own company. That's how big it's gotten hot, yep. hot, hot, ta- hot,
0: take. You know what? I think we have to thank for the mainstream uh, approval of d I think a large part is due to Skyrim Skyrim. Really? Because I would well, have said
1: a critical role, too. I mean, well.
0: critical role helped, but I think Skyrim whetted everybody's appetite towards more <laughs> fantasy driven stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that can, makes I, sense.
1: can I make
3: a, a weird claim? Yes. I would say it's the rise of the Marvel movies.
0: I think that's a fair argument as well. Because like, I nerd said. shit's real
3: popular now, right? Um, And I feel like nerd shit's real popular because of the MCU.
0: I mean, to be fair, I've always argued that Guardians of the Galaxy does play it. The, the first movie does play out a lot like a and d campaign, because I have been a lot part of lots of campaigns where um remember the scene where Star Lord first meets Rocket and Groot and uh oh, and
2: yeah, the, where they're fighting. We're fighting with each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's a classic scenario. A dungeon master
2: will set up to get the party to meet each other. I will even <laughs> argue that it, part of the reason that our movies right now are the way that they are is because the generation that grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons is now the generation that's making these movies. Yeah. Agreed. Um, people like James Gunn, people like Zack Snyder. Um, there are numerous Hollywood actors that have, you know, not just like purposefully said, you know, like Joe Manganiello, for example, he's huge on the, being like full-on nerd this man is married to sofia vergara he is a chiseled specimen of man fucking and... deathstroke. Yeah, he's, like, he's yeah. deathstroke yeah he's deathstroke and he's like yeah you know what i love to do on my weekend i love to play my dragonborn evil paladin yeah, Motherfucker my, my... stole the hand of vecna whatever the hell that thing's called he 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 has he has his own dungeon mastering room in his house yeah that's he amazing dungeons in his own home
1: that uh, you shouldn't do that too much, though so you'll go blind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> um, we should talk about some of like the current stuff that's going on in Dungeons and Dragons when we come back. I should probably talk about our experiences with the newest edition and people who might want to start getting into it and what they can what they can take a look Ooh. at. You mean fifth edition? <gasps> fifth edition indeed, sir. Fifth edition indeed. Oh my god. All right, we'll be back.
0: All right, and we are back. Oh, hello. All right. Well, hey. So we were talking about some D&D um, now. So we, we, we were given a high level overview. Now, since Paulo, since you are the OG DM amongst <laughs> the group here. God, God, starting
1: off. Continuously reminded me how old I am. Thank you. Yes. You play back in the 1800s. You, you, you were playing
0: bones as dice. You were playing since before NSYNC had number one hits
2: whoa so, so not only that speaking from personal experience i've <laughs> okay. also played i've also played and dm'd not just dungeons and dragons but different games that have spawned off of the different editions that's uh, crazy that is for another podcast but i've also played so you know i i, can I go into every I, edition
0: i feel we can touch uh g- if there's one other game that I'm thinking of that we played during a certain period of time, we could certainly touch on that. But um, Paulo, for all the newer people that are interested in dipping their toes in Dungeons and Dragons, um what is the difference between additions? What's an addition of DD?
2: Essentially, the edition is a like a big overhaul of the rules. To change s- the feel, to change the feel of the game itself so no
0: now no assuming I'm a total layman when you're saying changing the rules and overhaul right. how, how, like i what what's a what's
2: a good example of that so as 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 time progresses with each edition that comes out more and more supplemental books are added so that they have better concepts of what your characters can and can't do and adding new systems that make the game more interesting more there, fun is, so on is, and so forth is, is there like a practical
0: example you can come up with
2: regarding <laughs> that? I, I absolutely can so the base game always starts with the the three main books the player's handbook the dungeon master's guide and the monster manual um as editions go they will add n- another set of books so for example the monster the, so the monster manual will get another edition like we'll get a bigger edition that expands on more monsters uh they'll add uh, new books so that give you new features for your characters so one example of that would be um the advanced player's handbook or something like oh. skills and feats or uh like in second edition there were two books called uh powers and feats and skills and features and okay do we I want
0: just... to go into like an example of a, a feat, if you will?
1: Yeah, and by f- feat you mean feats of strength and not the things that are at the yeah, end no, of your legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not um... talking about halfling feet. Yeah, <laughs> oh.
2: feats feats became much more prevalent in third edition Dungeons and Dragons, um, because essentially it was a way to differentiate some of the ability, some of the 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 the, the thing, the options your character had that you yeah, could it, do
3: made things a little more customizable to you. Right. So, yeah. like, so, so not like, all
2: fighters are the same.
1: So exactly.
3: Like, hashtag for, not all fighters.
0: So like, for example, <laughs> like I'm I'm thinking back to a character that I had where I, uh, if I remember correctly, third edition had a feat for ventriloquism,
2: right? Uh, dude, if you asked me to remember all the feats that were in third edition, <laughs> you're asking Beth. me to remember an encyclopedia because there's by no the, whole by book. the end of by the end of. Okay. So just to give you even even further breakdown, there's third edition. And then there's three point five.
3: Oh, dude, do do you want to get even more ridiculous? Then, where the guys then, that made three point five moved over to Pathfinder?
2: Yes, and that's what they, I was going like, to get to yes. next. That's yes. like three point seven five. Yes, uh. essentially they went from so second edition. So Advanced Dungeons and Dragons second edition so is it's it's big bulk that kind of start uh, it, it it it, <laughs> it went through the beginning of the nineties. In two thousand, we switched over to third edition. Third edition. Was a essentially just a complete overhaul of the system. The battle for the new millennium. It it, it, it pushed everything more towards the D twenty being the most important dice roll. It also eliminated, um, for those of you who are as old as I am, something called two hit AC zero. Oh uh, there you go. Yep. What you said a lot of things. I'm two honestly, hit AC zero. I'm what is honestly that? not
0: familiar with that. So is that our like
2: our when you bang on your uh, air conditioning unit because it's not that working? Is the, that yes. is the original attack roll. So essentially, you had to do a mathematical formula to figure out whether or not you could hit someone when you rolled to make an attack. Oh. And the Thaco, or that was the short, the shorthand for it. Thaco was the, ma- the <laughs> mathematical formula. That is, so that mathematical <laughs> formula stood for to hit AC zero. And then in second edition, the way ACs worked is you subtracted uh hip uh ac class, ac numbers instead of raising hip point uh ac numbers now so great, for example now, the, now, the the better
0: ac was in the negatives you're 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 you're
2: you're confusing the newer listeners what is an ac in dungeons and dragons no, that would be the armor class that would be Thank your you. your you know how protected you are your defense um yeah, your yeah. defense defense, defense yeah. exactly defense. um and in second edition you the 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 better ac you had the lower it was so for example if you had like a negative 5 ac that was better because it was harder to hit your armor class with the you had to have like much higher bonuses I'm not getting into the Uh, math, honestly, because it hurts my brain going back to it. I'm not going back to it. Third uh, edition was where everything moved into the more, you know, everything is based on, yeah, it streamlined everything into the D20. Essentially, what you do is you take your bonuses, you add it to a D20 roll, and that is whether you succeed or fail at what you're doing. That includes uh, any skills you're making, any attack rolls you're making, um any checks that you're making to see if you succeed or fail at a particular um so task I,
0: I i think again for the people that are a little bit uh daunted by the idea of getting the D when we talk about this like let me give some real life examples like say for example your uh your dungeon master says like okay there's a rope here and it's held taut across the uh, the moat that you have. You can tightrope walk against it. Give me a what would you say that would be a dexterity.
2: That's so that would be in current editions. That would be an acrobatics check. An acrobatics. Depa- so it depends. It could be, and and this is one of the reasons why it's so catered to what you want to what you want to get out of it. I could tell you to roll something like a nature check to figure out if well, the water if that, like if, if you want to go around it through the water if you want to do something completely ludicrous and different with a nature it, check and pass. Yeah. Like, like I said there's yeah. many different ways, yeah, but right. the traditional method would be to tell you to make an acrobatics check or an athletics check to see if you can <laughs> yeah. balance yourself right. across the, the, or the, the, the basic check.
0: the the basic thing I'm trying to get across to the those of the uninitiated of D&D is that say for example there's a rope uh, across a moat and you want a tightrope walk against it, your character will have certain bonuses for an acrobatics check or uh penalties against it. Like, you know, if you're a uh if you're a rogue, you're gonna have a way easier time tightrope walking against it. Uh versus if you were a um I don't know. Like a wizard or something. Or a yeah, barbarian. Yeah. I mean, but also yeah.
3: maybe that also depends on your stats. It, it depends. Like, exactly.
0: It depends on your status, depends how you roll, but you will have predetermined bonuses and negatives and then your dm will say give me a acrobatics check and then you would have pluses and minuses assuming you have pl- you know if you're going to a tightrope walk against something I- you better have acrobatics if you roll your d20 you get your acrobatics bonuses added to it whatever your role and then the dm will have a predetermined number to determine whether or not you succeed or fail in crossing uh, via tightrope walking.
2: So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you in behind the veil for a second. (laughs) don't do it. Oh, no, what the? Oh, God, it's so dark. That number, that 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 number can (laughs) be (laughs) literally an arbitrary number that the DM decides it could be or the DM can just say, I'm going to let you do it depending on if I want you to succeed or fail.
0: And this is why you should be nice to your DM, boys and
1: girls.
2: Yeah. It's listen. true. Yeah, bring him snacks. It's true. It's true. Or her. I, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you want to tell a great story. So yeah. for, for, from from my perspective, when, I'm, when a player wants to do something cool, I will work with them to try to figure out how they want to accomplish I'm pretty that sure cool thing that they're trying to do. I'm
0: pretty yeah. sure there is a rule for that, Paula. Would you care to elaborate on it?
2: You want me to elaborate on the rule of cool? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, do. yes right I do. Yes, I do. That's, it. that's <laughs> not
1: cool to elaborate the rule of cool. Yeah, that's no, like so square. The rule so of square, cool is man. just the
2: rule is cool. The rule of cool, you just do <laughs> yeah. it because it's cool. Like if, it's a, cool. a baller ass thing. If roll you, roll
0: roll to do the baller ass thing. You, for, you for, did, yeah. for, for 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 all of those uninitiated, yes, if you go into any forums regarding on how to be a better DM, you will constantly come across the phrase the rule of cool. Yeah, which is basically if your players are doing something that is just like so out of the box thinking and it seems cool and if you're watching an action movie and you saw the main character do this, you can fudge the numbers and if it's going to advance the plot in an interesting way, you just let it roll.
2: I mean, that, like I said, that is all based on what you want to do as a dungeon master and how you feel. You should work with your players. It's like yes. I said it, it, it. It's it's there's no and like like one of the things that I need to express um, as part of this conversation that we're having. There's no right or the okay. There is I a can't right in D and D. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's you, you're, you're going. You're right? okay, no, yeah, no, and that would be that would be the the long term goal of what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the short term goal of what I'm saying is have fun with what you're doing. Don't yeah. don't force a story on your players if that's not the story that they want to tell oh, it sounds like yeah. you're trying to be a conductor there you're <laughs> no, trying to railroad no, me no,
0: to... no not only that though but i feel like you know with you talking about the second edition uh chat about the formula and whatnot for hitting because quite honestly i never played second edition i got in at 3.5 um most people get so caught up in the numbers and stuff like that that it scares them away from D.
2: Don't. Don't be scared of the numbers. And that's the best part about 5th edition. I feel 5th edition has done such a great job of removing that. The numbers are still there. The numbers mm. are just much easier to understand.
0: It's it's more you roll a d20 and you get pluses and minuses depending on the character that you have rolled for.
2: Yeah. I mean, essentially, you can make any character you want. It's just a matter of working with your Dredge Master to get what you want. And then once you start to play it, you just go from there and if you if if it really is up to the dungeon master and your other players yeah it, that's why it's called collaborative storytelling to make it enjoyable for everyone so yeah 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 so, so like
1: oh i'm sorry uh, but if like it, it not only the Dungeon Master, it is important to talk with the other players, because, like, say, if everyone's, like, they, like, they want to do, like, this hard fantasy, everything's very serious, and I come in with my Turtle with Human Eyes character, like, <laughs> and it's gonna be like, what are you doing, man? You Read the room. Like, <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> so that, that'd be fun for me, but I'd ruin everyone else's fun. So, like, don't don't be that guy. Like, I would roll a serious character at that point, if Wait, that's what I was oh, so... like.
3: Is that, is that like, uh, uh, in the Curse of Stroud game we're playing, like, my character turning into a werewolf, and your tiny little, uh, uh, Cobalt ranger wanting to you know
1: ride it with a bit in its mouth no i i understand the risks that i'm taking uh, <laughs> if it fails yeah but i think I mean, you and i are the only ones that are in on this and
3: everyone else is just rolling their eyes like the fuck is wrong with these
2: two uh, i right? am okay i am fully in on this and if this is something that you guys will want to eventually happen there is a high possibility that this is a situation you may eventually find yourself in <laughs>
1: okay all right
2: yeah that's too much outside of everything else
0: my my, my character doesn't give a fuck she's just some jersey diner waitress from uh the jersey shore area i love uh, that exactly
1: like that character's super ridiculous and it's not like all of our characters are very ridiculous but we're still like we all mesh well together like as players we know what to expect from each other but yeah don't don't go into like a scenario (laughs) yeah Talk to your DM, talk to the other players, especially the other players as well. Get a feel for uh, the room. Get a yes, feel for yes. the room. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want
3: everybody being uh, you know, happy rays of sunshine, and here you are with your fucking edgelord murder hobo who's trying to steal everything that's not bolted <laughs> down. Exactly. exactly. And and you're, you're redoubts, with, your, with
2: your edgelord minotaur assassin. <laughs> Do you guys realize how social of this of a game this is for people yeah. who tend to who more often than not are are more anti social, don't want to be social.
1: But you get to pretend to be social. And
2: that's that's the trick. Paula, why must you attack me like this? (laughs) Well, okay. So let's be honest. The game that we play now is a vastly different game from the game that we played when we first started.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, Um, I remember a handful of us um, had played a a second edition game that was, like, straight by the books, like, by the module to a T.
2: I, that, again, that—that's listen. No offense to the guy that was that was DMing that game. That was his style. That is the game that he played. And there, he, there are absolutely players out there who want that style of game—a game that's yeah. to the letters, to the T, rules lawyering, very yeah. specific about the way things are getting done i mean you know maybe, what you're getting exactly. exactly
3: and maybe that's my fault because i do like to think outside the box sometimes with some of these ridiculous characters i mean hell um we we just played a one shot where i i played essentially uh, a maximal from beast wars um <laughs> you know what i mean um, yeah yeah you can just, i mean transform all so, out but in yeah, the exactly. show, I guess, oh, oh yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my, 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 my robot friend had little bug eyes that he uh, doesn't, doesn't oh, play at the same
2: bug, time. Yeah, those eyes <laughs> are fantastic. I can't listen. Yeah. I'm essentially um, playing a, a, in, in another game that I'm playing, I'm essentially playing a robot with a soul attached to it. That I is essentially a Jojo's character. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah.
2: a full oh, anime yeah. robot.
3: Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm sorry. The point I was gonna make is that that second-ed game I was playing. A, a, I was playing Wolverine. I was playing a tiny fucking furry halfling that uh, had, wielded guitars and, and smoked a, a cigar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but didn't didn't speak English or common or anything. Just everything he said was snicked bub bub snicked bub. But the party could understand him. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe I should have read the room because I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: you might have been that guy
3: because <laughs> the world I was dropped into was like super grim, dark, and serious. And it's like oh. Oh, uh, oh, oh! We're in the underdark, and everyone can see my lit cigar. This is this isn't this fun. This not good. This, oh, I can Oh, I only have twenty feet of movement. I can't.
1: I guess I'll use my slingshot.
3: This this <laughs> is awful.
1: That's why it's important to talk with session. It's called session zero. It just yeah. essentially means everyone that's going to play the game gets together. They talk about what the expectations are, uh, like building what the DM expects, like what the world's going to be
2: like. So I I gotta say it's great because I've been, like I said, I've been playing for so long, both as a dungeon master and a player. And one of the great parts about playing Dungeons and Dragons is seeing the players, the people who like you introduce the game to, moving into their own kind of want to run a game on their own. And like, I have to give a shout out to both Matt and and, and Mike for this, because oh, both of them hey. have, got, have moved into wanting to run their own games. Yeah. And not only have they succeeded in running their own games, they've made it a great time. Now, obviously, the fact that we are such an insular group, we kind of only play amongst with, with you know, within our own group, maybe, you know, partially to to blame for the success <laughs> um, but at the same time though, i'm not i will not take away the fact that the stories that you guys are telling are you know wonderful they're fun stories I, I as a player feel engaged um you know I, I do my best to try to make sure that the rest of the players are engaged um you know it, it, it dungeon dungeon Dragons really is about collaborating with the people that you're you're playing with because at the end of the day you know, it's not just a job to have a good DM, but it's also a job to be a good player, because that way you can also, you know, make sure as a good player, you're making sure that you're not stealing the limelight from other players who who might need that little push to get to do more in the game.
0: To to that point, what I was kind of um, talking about earlier about people that didn't really understand Dungeons and Dragons, they they approached it like it was a tabletop traditional tabletop game. Or maybe a video game. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Like, th- that's always kind of the hardest part with people that are brand spanking new to the game because they feel like they need to, quote unquote, win Dungeons and mm. Dragons. And I know we all have our horror stories where, and I'm going to say it again, when you're part of a campaign with a fucking wannabe vampire. Ah. uh Has anybody else had to watch out for the dragon?
1: I've had to watch out for several dragons but I played Skyrim so uh it was in that context. <laughs> uh, but, but do you
3: or, or do
2: you not Mike, want a massage? I uh that that so that, I am does, tense. <laughs> that that listen we all have that I'm <laughs> gamer in our listen, in our group listen, at some point. Paulo,
3: I get what you're saying but I really want to like roll past this dragon and mm. then like drink a potion and then mm. try to choke it with my manacles while I'm like kicking it in the dick.
0: I mean that that that's,
2: uh, that's Listen, you could try roll. You could give it. You absolutely could give it a shot. Listen, I can't guarantee to... your your effectiveness at survi- and survival at the end of that.
1: Guys, we should just all get together one day and try to collectively win D anD D together. As a group. <laughs> we'll, su- yeah. we'll submit it to Wizards of the Coast. We're like, hey guys, I think we won. We'll send them the transcript. The, the, Suck the, it, Gary. The, 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 the
3: respectfully, layman's guide to the multiverse.
0: The, the the point I was trying to make is that. Dungeons and Dragons, Like, if you find a bunch of people that can get together and make a bunch of very realistic but very flawed characters with their strengths and weaknesses, whether it be within their personalities or their character stats, those tend to be the most fun games of D&D,
2: oh, I sure. personally find oh my gosh i can't begin to tell you some of the stories i have with characters who have terrible dump stats you will always like one of the one of the biggest memes on the internet if you follow any type of dungeon dragons memes is you will always make the unoptimized choice for role play if it if it, if it means it because let's be honest for the role play it, it it's it's the fun of it i have so just I have to interject with this like one tiny story. I have Please. I had a half orc barbarian who played in one of my games. Oh, I know. This is this um, is great. And the the he he had a seven intelligence. <laughs> he needed he discovered that he needed to have orc blood on a door in order for the door to open. In his infinite wisdom, he took a look at the door. Looked at himself and realized he's an orc, so his blood should be able to open the door. I he decided he wanted to roll an intelligence check to see what his character would do on this situation. So I let him roll it. He failed miserably, absolutely <laughs> horrible. So instead of doing the the normal thing someone would do and just kind of slice, you know, a stick a you know, poke yourself with a dagger or slice open your hand with a dagger for the fi- for the fantasy moment. The man pulls out his double-edged axe, proceeds to attack himself with the axe, and crit himself with the axe. (laughs) To which then he goes, oh, oh, I'm bleeding heavily from my chest, wipes his hand on his chest, and then wipes the door (laughs) with...
3: (laughs) oh uh, i love this story
2: isn't it isn't the same player that was obsessed with warp wood as a druid uh that this is the same player that was obsessed with warp wood as a druid uh numerous occasions where he derailed entire sessions <laughs> with with one spell oh i know um, who this is yes you know you yeah. know who this i did not even play uh, the game with him and i know who he yeah, is sh- shout out to shout out to um one of my one of my very close friends one of my best men at my wedding Um, I I can't thank him enough for the stories that he has given me in Dungeons and Dragons. He has, (laughs) he is known for his, his, his silly character ideas. (laughs) Um, it, it, it also, incredible name names um, because the name of that that orc was. Oh, are you being rough? No. Uh, <laughs> this is the same orc who threw a woman out of out of with with with, with bed and all out of a tavern window after she stabbed him. Oh. This was post coitus, right? This is post coitus. Yes. Uh, uh this is uh, like I I had the stories I could tell could go on for days. Um, but at the end, I guess the real the real power of Dungeons and Dragons is the power of friendship. I I, I was hoping you were gonna be like, it's the friends we made along it's the way. Friends the friends ah. Dungeons and Dragons is about the friends we make along the way.
0: Oh, that's adorable. It really is. It really Now is. let's try to
2: win. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so Come on, guys.
0: I want to start with you on this one, Paul. So say say the four of us were just a bunch of nerds in high school i know stretch um what? and we keep reading about this dungeons and dragons but we don't know anybody that's played it before how do you suggest we would get started playing dungeons and dragons first with of all nobody else nobody
2: else to, nobody else to have, okay you've if it's the four of you just pick up the three books, the player's handbook, the Dungeons master's guide and the monster manual. And one of you start running a game. Um, I, another recommendation is to pick up the basic sets. Uh, there are like a set that essentially is just um, a one box that has prebuilt characters and a prebuilt story for you to be able to just kind of run your friends through. Um, that's another really basic idea. That's, and a lot of you know I, I know we mentioned a lot of this in uh, you know is in person. we've we've hung out together. Um, it's really nice now, you know, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, things like discord, things like uh, roll 20, the various other uh, tabletop d- simulators, yeah d and d beyond, D&D beyond I'm sorry shout out to d d beyond, of course, you know have made it so much easier to play online to like manage your characters online. Uh, you can play over Discord, you can play over Zoom, you can play over Teams, whatever, you know, your preferred choice of communication method is. Um, I know uh, we have been playing throughout the pandemic uh, using Discord. Uh, so occasionally we'll be on, we'll, we'll we'll show ourselves on video. More often than not, we're literally just playing with our voices. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the time where we'll be able to run in person again Dude, because so there's so ah. there's there's such a nuance that comes with watching the faces on your on your players um you know, watching their faces watching their expressions as you're either describing a scene or like describing what what just happened with one something that they did um, oh yeah no and, and not to cut you off but like even the, the other way around as a
3: player uh doing something like uh even as early as like a couple weekends ago, um. We had a one shot like that, that the uh, uh druid uh, warforge. I was talking about we get into combat and I shut it down. But the, the like, the, the pause from our DM of just like, oh, you're a druid, oh <laughs> Shit. yeah, that
2: was the <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're playing a druid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's something that really comes, um, there's an expression that comes from that. Like when you're playing with when you're playing, and it, it's great, but. Again, there are so many avenues now for you to get into it. And it. it I will say this, as, as a dungeon master and seeing what the game has kind of transformed into, um, it's a much more welcoming environment than it was beforehand. Um, there are people out there who want to introduce you to Dungeons of Dragons. There are people out there who want to um, in, in, engage with you on this because mm. it, it's a space where you know it's just for fun it's fun. Can I
0: can I, can I can I tell you my crazy business idea
2: i'm terrified but please continue okay
0: oh. all right you know how uber works you know you, you you uh have a cell phone app you press a button and somebody comes to pick you up and drive to you where you want to go i want to do an uber but for dms it's like hey me and my buddies want to play Dungeons and dragons you press a button and you just have some uh, some nerd like me just show up, and be like, hey, let's fucking roll
1: some dice. Yep. <laughs> but that's that sounds really awesome. But also, like, it kind of gets into this weird space where, like, say if your friends are expecting a game and the DM's not necessarily good at it. I mean, also if it's like Uber, I guess you have ratings and uh, you're uh, like, okay, uh, this uh, is what true. I'm okay, good
0: okay. at. You know? Okay, here's, the, here's, the, thing. here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I can remember more clearly my bad Dungeons and Dragons DMs much better than I do my good ones.
2: That's kind of offensive. Is that why you remember me so much? Oh, no, 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 no.
0: That's why I was alluding to somebody else that we both know. That was the DM from our (laughs) college years and making so many references to throughout this episode because goddamn, that was hilarious, but I still remember it very clearly because it was so bad. It almost kind of circled around to being good
2: from from my perspective. I like to I like to take every Dungeons and Dragons experience I've had as exactly that an experience. Yeah, yeah. Both both as as a player and as a DM because as a DM. My job is to take what doesn't work and try to make it work or alternatively discard it if it's not there. you're gonna hide the weaknesses and you're gonna promote the strengths exactly and as if i when i play i take a look at what the dungeon master's doing that's really engaging the other players
0: well you see that's why you're a good dm and you're not (laughs) letting the rules lawyer wannabe vampires run the game from the sidelines the shadows
3: i i also feel like a huge jerk like every time i'm like oh but paulo i don't know if this is how this works in fifth edition anymore that's I'm fine. not sure. No, and that's don't. fine.
2: Like you can do it, and I'll th- listen. If it if it's ever something that I don't feel like listening to, I can always just look at you and be like, "That's how yeah, it yeah, works now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Like I said, that's uh, the beauty to this game, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's so much rules for interpretation. Like you know, Paulo. Like I said before, every campaign I've ever been on, his we're basically just describing an 80s action movie during uh, combat phases. When I'm DM. Fuck it. Everybody has to open up their Google Sheets and put shit into a uh, spreadsheet because I'm coming up with, like, homebrew at the ass.
2: Shout out <laughs> to those Google Sheets, man. Yeah, I love those honestly. Google Still, Sheets. Those Google Sheets are impressive. No, no. I mean, have honestly, no life.
1: <laughs> Spreadsheets no, I absolutely... are life. Come on.
3: Yeah, no, I absolutely loved the... Um... Essentially, the like Starship Enterprise, like Star Trek, like space battle we got
2: into. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I got to say, I've been very fortunate in I've had one bad DM experience. And even that bad DM experience gave me the players that I have that I'm still friends with. Yeah, well, oh, I was going to
3: be like you have you had two at least. But I no, wouldn't say I, that the, I, yeah, like Paul, said, the one was Paul, too bad. Paul,
0: your fucking patient is zero with the how many DMs at this point? <laughs> uh, and, and how many and how many of those subsequent DMs have been shit
2: three of them mm. and all of them have been fantastic three of you three of you three I have had no I'm sorry I'm lying that's only you guys yeah. because in my other group I've had two that have Hell gone yeah. on to, to DM their own games and they're fantastic from what I've heard and in the games that I've played with them they've been great and then from your group from this group of of, of of friends three of you also have come from that school i mean
0: i i went on to become a dm after after playing your games and in one of my games one of my players took a shit and made a king that they kidnapped eat it and the king liked it so that did happen so <laughs> oh, that's so that so, so to me wow. that
1: that is a mark of massive success we we did it Clap it you, up, boys. We might have won. Send this yeah, over. That's,
0: that's
2: winning D&D right there. That's, guys. Winning, D&D. that's winning D&D right there, guys. <laughs>
0: fuck, fuck rolling a rogue and, uh, you know, having like all of his parents dead and everybody dead and he has like, <laughs> you know, like 100 strengths stat. No, no, just 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 kidnapping a king and making him eat his own shit. And did like, it, that's that we, we did it. it. We won. It. it. I mean, we want it out. We won it. <laughs>
3: I want to be like. Remember that time Hacker did a, did a front flip and hit that dude with his dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the. Yeah, that was a different. That time. That wasn't even Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's that fine. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what was you're eternity.
2: talking about.
1: Yeah, that was like uh, cyberpunk, right? That was a cyberpunk. That was, yeah, setting? that was a that was a, um,
2: a sci-fi setting. Sci-fi, yeah. sci-fi, sci-fi. setting, yes. sci yeah,
1: sci-fi, cyberpunk. Tomato, tomato.
2: Like yeah. I said, listen. Like I'm saying, that is. One of the things that like I, we didn't get a chance to bring up, but maybe we'll do another another we got episode about role playing about role playing that we can do um just the mm-hmm. other the spawn of other ideas that have come from Dungeons and Dragons, you know, not just like you have Dungeons and Dragons video games. there are Dungeons and Dragons video games out there yeah, of course are. there are a uh, completely different edition like settings um that followed that use different rules. Um, there are, you know, essentially games that are more focused towards the role playing aspect as opposed to the rolling aspect. So, for example, oh. if you've ever played World of Darkness, a Vampire the Masquerade, uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse, those are games that are more focused on the kind of the storytelling role play aspect of that. Ooh, uh, there's a Call of Cthulhu game that, uh, you know, people people uh, people wrote that I'm super interested
1: in I would uh, love to go through one of those one, yeah. of, those
2: mecha- one of those mechanics was the ins- the idea of the insanity mechanic was introduced into it, one yeah. of those I love it um really cool and it's something that like d d has tried to replicate also uh I guess it's, it's like it's like people they just keep borrowing from each other different things that they that they've tried and that they do and then like with different editions you're like oh so this is kind of like this from this edition um, or, this from this exa- or this from this game exactly this from this game exactly. Um, there are entire companies out there dedicated to third-party publications uh, of adventures and stories that are not written by the main Wizards of the Coast team. Uh, so, for example, Cobalt Press, um, one of the shout big out. ones, a lot uh, of shout-outs to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What else? There's um, the number of Kickstarters of people who are writing supplemental guides to Dungeons and Dragons, things that you can add to add the story. Massive. It's a huge industry. This industry is gigantic. There is so many avenues to get into. But at the end of the day, really, all you need is a group of friends that want to tell a fun story and just sit down and work together and use your imaginations. It's true. Sometimes you, you don't know.
1: even have to tell a, a cool story. Sometimes you just kind of joke around with friends. It's pretend with friends, really. At its base level, it's pretend with friends. Mm-hmm. I lo- I, I, yeah. I I love that description because really that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's when so a cool story comes out of it, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Especially it's if so you were you know, shooting for it. It's like, "Oh, wow, we we did a thing. That's great." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go us.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good place to kind of give us a, a closure on this episode at least where you know, just have fun. Pretend play some yeah. fun with your friends. Don't, yeah. don't some. Yeah, don't take some dice. Your, Don't take life too seriously, and just have some yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, fight some dragons. Yeah, kick an orc. Blow a hundred dollars on dice. Yeah, <laughs> punch, punch a troll <laughs> because in the face. I don't know that any. That comes later, Matt. That comes I, later. I don't, I don't know any <laughs> one of us that would do that. Cough, cough.
3: That's another. That's 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 a whole topic for
1: another episode. That's a, that's called the dice addiction, and there's a hotline. Maybe if not, we'll start one. <laughs> Ooh. And, all right, guys. All right. Good night. That note, have a good night good night
3: watch out with the dragon
0: (laughs) all of the music that you have heard is the song dance Rocket" off the album descent of the goober monster by jesse spillane it is licensed under attribution 4.0 international cc by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org if you have a question a topic you would like us to cover or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at multiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at layman'sguidetothemultiverse.com.